Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Still haven't found the damn thing. So 
we end up getting out of here around 2.15, 2.20, around 2.15. Get to the airport, 2.40, good time still. Get in and there's literally nobody, nobody at our check-in with, um, with, the, with the airline that she's flying. There's nobody there. So we shoot straight up to the front, boom. Check in, get her un, uh, unescorted minor or whatever it is, tags that she has to have when she's flying by herself. You know, when they fly by themselves, they make all the kids who are flying by themselves sit in a group. They get to pick their seats, but they have to sit towards the front. And they all put them in a group together. So she had to get this little, uh, um, like, lanyard that they have to wear. And they're not allowed to take it off. And nobody can supposed to take it off on me except TSA. So we get our lanyard. I'm like, this is going to be the smoothest trip to the airport ever because there's literally nobody at check-in. I mean, there's a few people, but it's like, it's like it was literally no line. I was literally next in line when I walked up. But, man, we come around that corner to the damn TSA, and this line is backed up out of the whole uh, security area. Because in Atlanta, Hartsville, there's like an area where the check-in, where you go through the line to go show your boarding pass and go to get checked. That whole area is full. So we're across the hall in the line. And I looked down there and I was like, you might not make your flight. She was completely okay with not making her flight, by the way. Because she didn't, she wasn't ready to go home anyway. But, um. So we're sitting there and I'm looking at my I'm looking at my phone and it's like three o'clock. Flight said 3.55. The, they have a sign flashing that saying estimated time through security is 30 to 45 minutes. So I'm like, we're probably not gonna make this flight. But let's go through the motions anyway. Then I realized that this TSA line is moving faster than I ever seen it move before. Like I've been on there on days where there was a lot less people and the line didn't move this fast. It was like, it was literally no time really spent standing in one spot. We probably were standing in one spot for 30 seconds to a minute before we were moving. And when we're moving, it's like we're going from one line section to another, not just taking a couple steps. We're moving, moving. That's why I became convinced that TSA security check-in is basically a glorified uh, 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 corralling area, time management, um, 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 traffic control area, because we got through there in exactly 30 minutes, like the sign said, was a week, but we get through, so now I'm like, cool, we're at the TSA spot, take all her stuff out of her bag, uh, empty my pockets, shoes off, and we're standing there, the freaking belt breaks down belt breaks down so we spent like five minutes standing at a belt that's not working and then they tell us to move to another belt so we (laughs) everybody who was on that belt basically just crashed the line and jumped in front of everybody on the belt beside us threw our stuff up there get through look at my phone it's what was it it was like 340 i think 340 so i'm like uh we probably still weren't going to make it. My daughter, she's like, we're not going to make it. And she's happy. So we go down, get on the concourse. I mean, get on the, uh, whatever, the train. Go to our concourse. 
So to get there though, we gotta go down the hall, down some stairs, get on the train, get off the train, up some stairs. It's a lot. But as soon as we come down, come up the stairs, turn the corner, I look, 3.45, we're on time. And once we come up to the actual, our actual gate, it's raining and lightning. So the plane wasn't gonna take off anyway. So even if we hadn't been late, we was cool, which was a shock to me, cause when we pulled up, it was sunny, it was hot. And I asked the lady in there, was like, you know how long, you know how long it's been raining? She's like, no. But I literally got dropped off at like 2.28 and it was sunny outside. Like, damn man, ain't that something? I was like, I looked at my door and I said, you know, you know I don't believe in coincidence, right? She's like, yeah. I said, well, it's meant for you to get on this plane. So we had time to go over and grab her some drinks and whatnot and, you know, go check in with the lady and, and they call us for the flight. She starts crying. So I grab her, give her a big hug, you know, and I tear up a little bit. And then just like that, it's over, we're done. So then finally they call for the, they call her by name, come up to the front. We go up to the front, we're ready to board, give her another hug, holding each other. And I noticed another little girl sitting there, standing there, she's with someone I thought was her mom. Turns out it wasn't, but she's standing there, she's looking at us. And so, at this moment, my dad uh, instincts kick in, cause I see her about to lose it. I'm looking at her, and so I pat my daughter on the back, and I'm like, "Okay, you got it out of you." She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, you good?" Like a boss. And I look over at the little little girl, and I say, "You know, don't mind, don't pay us no attention. We're just emotional like that." And she starts laughing, and then. Uh, start the lady who she's with starts talking to me she's a friend of the of the little girl's mom and she's just bringing her up there because the mom couldn't and you know we're having a whole conversation about uh the flying back and forth and the flick of the effect it has on the parents and so on and so forth and overall it was a good trip because she was able to actually meet and introduce herself to one of the little girls that she was gonna be flying with, so that was dope. Put her on in the plane, and then, you know, when you're a parent of a unaccompanied minor, you have to sit there until the plane leaves. So I literally had to sit there until the plane gets classified as departed. And the whole time my daughter's on this plane, I got her phone cut on the other day. Got her phone, she's been asking for her phone since she was like six, seven. So I finally broke down, got her a phone. She's uh, sitting on a plane. She's sending, sending me all these memes. And she's like, okay, I'm, I love you. And I sent her the 3,000. If you don't understand the 3,000, get, get the fuck off my channel, man. I sent her 3,000. She sends me the Michael Jordan crying emoji or a crying meme. And then she's like, okay, I'm about to go to sleep. Love you. So I'm guessing at that point, they were at least taxied in to take off, or maybe they had taken off, I don't know. But yeah, man, that's rough. So, mom hit me up. She landed, she's good. You know, she's been texting me, complaining about this video, her crack video. I posted on my Instagram. If you want to know about the crack video, go over to DDILLE underscore DI on Instagram and check out that crack video. She's mad. <laughs> she 
she's not really mad, but she's embarrassed that I posted this crack video of her um, on the gram, man. But we're going to keep the show rolling. Let's take a little break, and then we'll be right back to it. it turns out that this app is owned by Russia and they're saying that it gives them access to all types of your data and ownership of your old photos and all this type of stuff and people are really flipping out about it now I don't know what extent that it would actually give them access to what data that you have out there but the thing that kills me is the people that are making this fuss about the facial recognition software now unless you're a super spy or a criminal, I don't understand really why you would be so concerned about facial recognition software. They can recognize your face, okay? If you're not doing anything weird, why would you be so worried about them recognizing your face? Now I get it if you're uh, an illegal immigrant, as they call them, or if you're, like I said, a criminal, you got warrants, any of that type of stuff. I get that it concerns you heavily your face would be in this recognition software because, you know, you might be walking down the street and boop, 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 they got you. But if it's owned by Russia, then how does, I'm not getting how that affects you. I may be speaking out of ignorance, but I didn't use it. I never get into that type of stuff too tough. I was on Snapchat for a minute and I was heading up the filters. So this isn't nothing new. They've been talking, saying that the filters from Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat have, or have been, you know, given the schematics for your face recognition for a long time. But what I'm really trying to understand, if somebody has a better understanding of it than me, is how they're going to apply that to, let's just say, your regular average Joe, your regular legal working class person, how is that going to affect your life and your situation so all right let's get into the topic well not the topic but a topic it's okay to cry so this whole past week i took vacation i took my vacation time for the past what five one two three four five six seven eight days while my daughter was here so that i could spend as much time with her as possible before she leaves because you know i was working you know, the majority of the time that she was here except the weekend. So I wanted to make sure I had some time just to dedicate specifically to her. So we have this thing where we joke about whether or not we're going to cry at the airport or when we're going to cry. It's like we kind of try to schedule it. So, and it's really in me trying to help her prepare her for the situation. But what I didn't get was she was preparing me for the situation because this phrase that she just kept saying over and over since she's been here really every time we bring up leaving and you know 
how we acting when we leave, when she's leaving and crying and all. She kept saying that it's okay to cry. And I'd be like, you know, it is okay to cry. It's healthy. You get the emotions out of you. You know, it makes you, it'll make you feel better. And I kept saying this every time she said, it's okay to cry. The whole time I'm thinking that I'm, like I said, grooming her and preparing her. But really, it was preparing me. Because like I said, I don't believe in coincidence. And I didn't realize that until the morning, Wednesday morning, when I had that moment where I had to tell myself I'm not okay. Because, like I said, I I have um, some anxiety issues. And the whole time where I'm thinking about this, because I started thinking about her leaving when she got here. You know what I mean? That's how anxiety works. Your anxiety be like, hey, DeVille, aren't you worried? And I'd be like, worried for what, bro? And anxiety be like, exactly. And I'd be like, damn, you know what? You're right. Let me start worrying about something. And so I've been thinking about that since she got here. And just her saying, constantly saying that, constantly saying that, because what I realized the day for, that she was leaving and the day before, pretty much the week leading up to it, the word was that I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it, and it was affecting me, and it was making me sad, and it was making me emotional and pushing me into my feelings, but what I wasn't doing was crying. I wasn't crying. I wasn't letting that emotion run through me the way that I needed to, and in my head, I was justifying it by telling myself that I was worried about her instead of admitting to myself that I wasn't okay, that I needed to get that out. Right, so right before, like when I told her, okay, get yourself together, it's about time for us to roll out. She was like, oh, it's time to go. I was like, yeah, getting there. So I'm um, putting her bag together, putting the zip ties on it and everything, and making sure she has all her stuff in her backpack that she's taking back with her. And she goes in the room, she's getting herself together, and she comes out and she does this little, like this little scoot across the floor. We got this hardwood floor. It's real smooth. She had her socks on. She does kind of like slide, starts sliding across the floor with her arms open. Right into my chest, boom, it grabs me. And so I grab her back and I'm holding her and I, I know what she needs to do. And I said, go ahead and cry. And she started crying. And then I started crying. So we stood there, probably a whole two, three minutes. And we're just, we're not bawling, but we're both we're just sitting there in silence in each other's arms. Just, you know, letting the tears flow. And then I stopped. I was like, okay, you good? Because she started to kind of let go. And I said, all right, you good? She's like, yeah. And then I realized something. And I looked at her and I was like, you was right. She was like, I was right about what? I said, I do feel better. And she smiled at me. And then I told her, I thought she was just feeding me some bullshit. That's the kind of relationship I have with my daughter, so I talk to her. But it felt good. It felt good to finally just 
let that flow, let those tears roll, man, and just get it out of my system. And, you know, every 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 time that we watered up after that was easy because we had already got it out. This one of the day, man, it's okay to cry. Sometimes you're frustrated, you're irritated, you have to go back into whether you have to go in the room, in your closet, you have to go in the shower, turn the shower on. If you're not comfortable in front of people, whatever it takes for you to do, sometimes you gotta let that out. You gotta get that emotion out. Especially I'm talking to the fellas out here in particular because a lot of us since birth we've been told don't cry. Man up, quit acting like a sissy. You know, all that type of stuff. Crying makes you weak, you're weak. Let that out, bro. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to tell people how you feel. And and first and foremost, you have to accept how you feel about whatever situation that you're in. It's okay to be emotional. And the reason why I feel like it's of importance to put this message out there because I know this isn't usually the type of stuff I talk about, but it's important to put this information out there because mental health is very important, especially in the black and brown community where, you know, we don't do therapy. We don't do uh, 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 counseling and all this type of stuff because, you know, people shun upon that. People look at you. Like you're crazy, people will call you crazy when you start to say that you need someone to talk to outside of just talking to a friend. You know, sometimes you need a professional to talk to. And sometimes you just need a shoulder to cry on. And my daughter taught me that lesson today, man. It's okay to cry. Get that shit about it. Take this information, use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated to masturbate today. Either way, you made it different. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Ville Diada Talks by the Ville Diada Podcast. I love y'all. Go check out my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, Talks by the Ville Diada on Facebook. And holla at your boy, because I'm out of here, man. Peace.